Hi, this is Jenny. We are pressing pause on our regularly scheduled programming. That's not because what's happening right now is new, and it's not because we want to participate in a moment. We want to participate in the movement. We want to use whatever platform we have to drive change. This company was founded with the mission of amplifying underrepresented voices. In my first interviews for WMN, I heard many women running for office talk about how the moral arc of the universe bends towards justice, but only if we make it. We each have a responsibility to step up. I'm spending most of my time right now listening rather than talking. Here are some of the resources and tools I've received and am passing on to you in case you find them helpful. I ask each of you to join with me to take action. To keep up the momentum and accelerate change, we need to take action on a recurring basis, not just when it's at the top of our social media feeds or trending. So what can we do? Act with your wallet. When our government does not take sufficient action to protect our most marginalized communities, we have to take bold action. This means for those who are able, making regular recurring donations. Just as you pay for other monthly subscription services, add nonprofits to your list. Here are a few organizations to consider giving to. I'll also link these in the episode notes. Color of Change, Media Justice, or Fair Fight. You could also consider giving to a local political candidate you believe in. Support your local community. Find an organization in your area working on bail relief, police reform, and other causes centered on the Black community. Support Black businesses in your area. Register to vote and fill out the census. You don't have to spend money to have an impact. As Representative John Lewis says, voting is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have in a democratic society, and we must use it. Listen, share, and speak up. Whether this means emailing your family, texting your friends, or posting on social media, make a statement of support and lift up the voices of those who are on the front lines of this fight. Last, but certainly not least, we have to educate ourselves and our communities. I'm especially calling on my fellow white friends, family, and listeners. Put in the work to educate yourself on the unjust systems of oppression that continue to allow for the subjugation, oppression, and brutal murder of black people in this country. Find moments to hold yourself and your community accountable. Learn from your mistakes. Call out your friends and family. And support your black friends and community. I'll post links in our show notes of resources for how you can help and continue to learn. This week, we were planning to continue featuring women from season one, from throughout time and around the world. Instead, we're going to focus in and amplify the stories of African-American women who changed the course of history. We're also offering free ad space on Wonder Media Network shows to organizations working towards social justice. If you want more information on any of what I've said, please email me at jenny at wondermedianetwork.com. And thank you for listening. Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. It's July 4th. For those of you celebrating, happy Independence Day. 
Every weekday for a year, we're telling the story of a different woman from throughout history who you may or may not know about, but definitely should. On this national holiday, I'm so excited to celebrate the life of one of America's greats. Today's dreamer was an American author, poet, historian, songwriter, playwright, dancer, producer, director, performer, singer, and civil rights activist. She really was a phenomenal woman. Let's talk about Maya Angelou. Marguerite Annie Johnson was born in St. Louis, Missouri in 1928, but spent much of her childhood with her paternal grandmother in the rural town of Stamps, Arkansas. At the age of seven, Marguerite was raped by her mother's boyfriend. Marguerite reported the crime and the perpetrator was subsequently murdered. Traumatized, Marguerite went almost completely mute for several years. She later wrote about this period in her first and best-known autobiographical book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. When she was 12, Marguerite and her mother moved across the country to San Francisco. Marguerite worked in a variety of jobs, including as a cocktail waitress, a prostitute and madam, a cook, and a dancer. It was during her time as a dancer that she assumed her better-known professional name, Maya Angelou. Maya moved back across the country to New York City in the late 1950s and joined the Harlem Writers Guild. Around the same time, she also landed a leading role in a U.S. State Department-sponsored production of George Gershwin's opera Porgy and Bess. The production toured all over the world, hitting 22 countries in Europe and Africa. Maya also studied dance with dance legends Martha Graham and Pearl Primus. She was heavily involved in the civil rights movement, and in 1959, Maya became the Northern Coordinator for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the civil rights organization, at the personal behest of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In 1961, Maya acted in Jean Genet's play, The Blacks, before moving to Cairo with a South African dissident to whom she was briefly married. In Cairo, Maya worked as a reporter at the Arab Observer. She then moved to Ghana and worked at the African Review. Maya returned to the U.S. in the late 1960s. Her first book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, was released in 1969 and it was nominated for a National Book Award. Maya was extremely busy in the 1970s. Her first collection of poetry, entitled Just Give Me a Cool Drink of Water Before I Die, was published in 1971. The following year, Maya became the first African-American woman to have a screenplay produced as a feature film for the movie Georgia, Georgia. She also wrote the film's soundtrack. Through the rest of the decade, two more of Maya's autobiographical books were published, Gather Together in My Name and Singin' and Swingin' and Gettin' Merry Like Christmas, and her second collection of poetry called And Still I Rise was released. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. 
Maya was also appointed by President Gerald Ford to the Bicentennial Commission, and later by President Jimmy Carter to the Commission for International Woman of the Year. Maya also continued her acting career, appealing on stage and in several TV shows, including the iconic miniseries Roots. Maya was often referred to as Dr. Angelou, despite the fact that she hadn't gone to college. Over the course of her life, however, she received more than 50 honorary degrees from some of the world's most prestigious universities. And in 1981, she was given a lifetime appointment as a professor of American studies at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That same year, she also released her third autobiographical book, The Heart of a Woman. For the next 33 years, Maya's pace of work continued. She published three more memoirs, two more collections of poetry, a book of meditations, several children's books, and an anecdote-driven book of advice. She also continued to act and became a director. Maya was asked to compose and deliver poems for Bill Clinton's 1993 presidential inauguration and the 50th anniversary of the United Nations. She was also commissioned by the U.S. State Department to write the poem, His Day is Done, as an elegy for former South African President Nelson Mandela. In 2011, Maya Angelou was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama. Maya died on the morning of May 28, 2014, in Winston-Salem. Despite the fact that she'd been sick and had canceled scheduled appearances, she was still working on another book at the time. During her memorial service at Wake Forest, Maya's son said, quote, She left this mortal plane with no loss of acuity and no loss in comprehension. Maya Angelou's poetry and literature have become part of the great American canon. Her work explores themes of economic, racial, and sexual oppression and draws from her incredible personal experiences. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another amazing dreamer. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister, and the amazing brain behind this collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow.